0: You're listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training, helping you guide your group through its study of the storyline of Scripture. Hey, there! Thanks for joining us for the Weekly Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Adults. I'm Aaron Armstrong, and with me this week is Ken Braddy. Today, we are looking at Unit 29, Session 2, Trusting in Christ in Life and Death. So, once again, a very self-explanatory title, um, but to go one level deeper, um, as we look at the major beats of Acts 6 and 7 and Stephen's martyrdom, uh, what we're, what our groups are going to be seeing is that the Holy Spirit empowers and enables people to preach Jesus boldly, even in the face of death. Hmm. There's a lot there.
1: <sighs> well, there is, too. That's pretty
0: deep. Yeah, yeah. We're... Uh, We're not. uh, I know you guys will be be doing this fairly early in the new calendar year, and so uh, you know, for us, we're recording this in in mid October (laughs) now. So who knows what what the world is going to look like in uh, in a couple in a in a couple of months? But uh, I mean, if there's ever a message that uh, that we need, you know, now in the future, every day, it's something like this.
1: You're absolutely true. That's true, Aaron. And you know, it feels like uh, because we are in October and uh, we are uh, recording this, you know, several weeks before a national election, uh, we're recording it seven months into COVID, and uh, and in and, and right now, it feels like the court of public opinion has just you know been fired on. It's firing on all cylinders from racism to. Uh, the election to the you know the pandemic to and it feels like people uh, I could be wrong but it feels like people are much more engaging right now in social media and in conversations than I've ever seen before and that's good news for us because that means that believers if we are paying attention are going to have those God-ordained moments when we have opportunity to you know boldly proclaim our faith and not in an offensive way but in a way that can make sense to the hearer and possibly lead them, you know, in the direction of a relationship with the, uh, the Heavenly Father. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is. And that's such a gift when you really stop and think about it. I mean, how often have have we all spent so much time in the last seven, eight months um, grumbling about something? <laughs> um, whether it's, you know, just the state of the world in general, politics, um, the... the Covid nineteen pandemic, all of it. Um, it's so easy to miss to miss those things and and not take the, take the opportunities that God gives us. So thanks mm-hmm. thanks for reminding me of that. Now in this session, uh, what would you say is the most important takeaway?
1: Well, as I was reading through this, when thinking about my group, Aaron, you know, I, I think that what I would want my people to understand uh, is if they could just think of one thing as they come out of the study is that uh when whenever they have that opportunity to witness to someone they're never alone Uh, the holy spirit is always there with them living in them empowering them uh, giving them that sense of calm giving them the words to say uh, helping them to think of 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 scripture and helping them to think of, of ways to Make sure that the, the the message is communicated clearly and that that gets through to the other person, and it does not all rest on you know my creativity or you know the uh, you know how many evangelistic uh, you know encounters that I have uh, you know memorized those kind of things. It's just I, I can walk into any situation knowing that the Holy Spirit is right there with me and is going to help me through this. And honestly, it's not my job to save the person. I think that's a very comforting thing. Is that my job is to speak. And mm-hmm. to let the Holy Spirit do the convicting. So as long as I speak, I've done exactly what the Lord needs me and wants me to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that is just—it's just so huge. It is so helpful for us to to remember that. It, and it's easy for us to get beca- to forget. Um, just because, I mean, when we think about what we read in what we read in Scripture, who's the who is the person that is often spoken of the least? The Holy Spirit. And so we forget that he is with us all the time and um, and we need to latch on to that. So um, hopefully this hopefully this session helps you and your group members to to capture that afresh and to and to really hold on uh, to him in this time. So what would you say is um, um, a challenge or an issue that might come up in this session?
1: Well, you know, when you look at this uh, story that we're going to look at here you know, in Acts chapter 6, you've got the, uh, the preaching that Stephen is doing. Uh, it ultimately leads to uh, confrontation and his martyrdom. Uh, he becomes the first uh, martyr that we know of there in the New Testament era. Uh, I I think as we, as we start talking with our folks about speaking up for the Lord, as we talk about witnessing and their, their hands get sweaty and they may feel like, well, that's the job for my preacher, you know, those kind of things. uh, I I think that we, we need to help them understand that, uh, that, you know, we do have this uh, responsibility, uh, this mandate to share our faith with Christ and others, but I'm not sure that, that, Everybody in our groups feel that feel that I, I think that they may think, well, that's the job of my pastor or our deacon chairman or my Sunday school teacher, and they just don't feel equipped. They're afraid of making a mistake or saying something wrong, and you know, then the person doesn't accept Christ, and it's oh, it's all my fault that mm-hmm. you know I didn't win them to the Lord, as you know, I lost that one, that kind of thing. So I, I want them to walk out knowing that that if they will just speak, if they'll just share their faith, the Holy Spirit will do great things with that. It may be a seed planting uh, episode. And you may not see the uh, instant conversion, but that's okay, because you know we're told that you know both the one who plants and the one who is there to reap that harvest, they both get to celebrate, because both are necessary.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, along with that, um, I think one of the things that's going to come up as as an issue in this is is the question of persecution, and we talk about this a fair bit in point three of this this lesson, and. Um, one of the natural questions that comes up is is, are there is there persecution that happens to Christians in mm. the United States and in Western countries? And I think if we're being honest, we do have to say the answer is yes. Of course. Yeah. but but it's always and um, but what we have to remember too, is is that that persecution, is not like what we see depicted in acts so often. It's not what we've seen throughout much of history, and it's not what's happening right now in many countries around the world. Um, I mean, there's plenty of resources out there that that will talk about what are the what are the most difficult countries to live in to um, as a Christian, um, and America is not one of them. <laughs> but right. um, but that doesn't mean that it's always easy because the persecution that we experience here often is a societal and intellectual one.
1: Absolutely. It could be an ostracism, you know, that uh, places you outside of a group when you begin to take a stand for your faith or mm-hmm. you speak up and all of a sudden, you know, the group uh, does persecute, but it's not like you said, it's not like a physical persecution. Yeah. But there, there's per- different kinds of persecution that still, you know, create pain in a believer's life.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes... um and I don't want to say anything that will sound like it's diminishing the the physical the physical suffering um, that anyone experiences, because of course we know that that is that is atrocious, and um, we pray that that will end um, forever. And we know that it will end forever ultimately when Christ returns. But um, but there is a deviousness to this kind of um, this ostracization. Um, you know, intellectual societal mm-hmm. persecution that happens because, um, it, because what it's and it's it's devious in that it's it's really saying, well, why why bother with physically hurting someone when you can just shame them into being quiet?
1: Well, you know, Aaron, you know, like you said in our last episode, you know, we're recording these uh, in October. Yeah, and uh, actually, this week there is a Supreme Court nominee that is being. Uh, you know, they're going, putting her through the paces. And that's one of the issues that they're dealing with right now is that there are some that are, uh, I'm going to use, I think the word persecuting is an okay word here mm-hmm. uh, for her, her Catholic faith. And so, uh, they're wondering, can she even be an unbiased judge? And so, you know, that's even being drug in right now, you know, as we're recording, you know, this episode. Yeah. And so uh, it does happen, you know, it really does happen to believers out there.
0: It does. It does. Now, um, before we before we end up uh, as uh, as the bad news bears, uh, let's wrap up with some good news. Um, Ken, what is uh, what is something that uh, you would offer as an encouragement for leaders out of this session?
1: I, here's what I would do, Aaron. I know that the people in my group are uh, probably not as comfortable sharing their faith as I would be, mm-hmm. and so one thing that I think I can do as a group leader with this uh, particular session is i think that they're going to understand you know these these points about proclaiming God's word and the holy spirit standing with us and our responsibility to to share christ i think they get that but a lot of times what they lack is an opportunity to kind of Uh, Practice that, or to to formulate what they might say, Mm -hmm. and so it might be something that our group leaders would consider doing if they might want to carve out some time in the group uh, for uh, each of the people to spend a couple of minutes jotting down their testimony. I don't mean like an elaborate, you know, multi-page. I just mean, what was my life like before Christ? You know, two or three bullet points. Uh, how did I come to Christ, and then what's my life been like afterwards? That could be the backbone, you know, the framework for their their testimony that could be shared. Yeah. The second thing I might encourage group leaders to consider doing would be to uh, find a very simple uh, evangelistic. Uh, 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 I want to. I'm blanking on a word here, Aaron. You know, Like just a, a, a model like or a presentation. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And so inside the study guide on the inside cover of the leader guide, there's a simple gospel presentation. Uh, but there's also one that I've learned to, to use, and I've taught this to my group, and that's the one verse evangelism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Romans 623, which is part of the Roman road, which will be coming up in one of our sessions uh, that we'll uh, be looking at here in just a little bit. Uh, but it's a great it's like the, the, the entire Bible in one verse. It's the gospel in one verse, for, you know, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life and Jesus Christ our Lord. I can literally do this one on the back of a napkin with somebody. And so uh, leading your group to understand how to take a single verse and maybe share it uh, and let them practice on each other in the group, you know, take turns. Uh, could be a a real confidence booster, you know, if your group has time for that. And uh, that's why sometimes our people just don't share. They're just, they just have not been doing it. They're just, they just don't have the practice. And so for them to go through those motions and go, oh, you know what? This is not nearly as scary as I thought it was. And then they're maybe better prepared for that time when God lets that, that uh, lost person cross their path.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think it's so helpful when people have the opportunity to really practice and and think through what it is that they would that they would say and, and also remembering that um that it is not a that there's not really a formula to it, um aside from mm-hmm. like aside some from, from some basic truths that it's like um, and that's why I love that approach of the one verse the one verse method because it tells you everything at the core of the core of the core that you need to know. Um, that is such a great help. um one one last thing that I would say is is that um really, some of you um, or some of your group members may have friends or family members, people they care about who don't believe the gospel. they've They've actually shared the gospel with them many times. and, um, no matter how many times it gets shared, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to make a difference. It doesn't seem to, to take um, if you if you will. And that can be really discouraging, particularly if you are trying to be faithful to this call to share the gospel with people. Um, and so what I would encourage is just uh, taking the truth that's found in point one to heart, that when we proclaim Christ, we do so with humility. With patience and with long suffering, and particularly that patience aspect is key. So our responsibility is not to get to the win in quotation marks in evangelism, um, as if we can proclaim hard enough or just use the right words. And Ken, I love how you you talked about earlier the fact that um, that it's the Holy Spirit who does the work. Yes, and. And that's what we need to remember all the time. It's it's him who does it. We just have to be faithful to proclaim, and that's right. and so when we do that, we've done we've done what we need to do, and so we trust God with the rest, and we pray for Him to be at work in them, and we take the mo- and we take advantage of every opportunity to share. Um, share the gospel out of love for Jesus and love for others. Yes. Cool. So, uh, Ken, uh, I think that pro- pretty much wraps up uh, this session for for us. So, uh, group leaders, we hope you found this helpful, and thank you for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. Uh, for more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.